Records of the Unknown, Operation Convergence, involves story elements that some may find disturbing, including violence, psychological horror, and depictions of suicide. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to an Atomic Broadcasting production. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the feature presentation. And remember, do your part, such as like, comment, rate, and don't forget to tell a friend to tune in for an Atomic Time. Agents Green and Olive spoke with Jane Allen who explained that Scott Adams, a newsletter writer looking into UFOs in the area, had helped her hide. After confirming key details of her story, the two entered Scott Adams' motel room to find lights blocked and covered and a computer with notes scattered around it. At which point, they heard the front door lock behind them. Olive broke the door down, finding a chair wedged against it, but no one to be seen. Green opened the door to the bathroom and discovered the remains of an apparent suicide victim. At the sheriff's station, Gray and Teal received the missing persons reports and assistance from the sheriff to review the records room. When entering the room, Agent Gray experienced a vision that shook him to his core. The Unknown one of mankind's greatest fears. Knowledge is safety. The light is comfortable. Darkness represents the unknown, a blight on our human lives. The unknown penetrates our minds. The only way to face the unknown, to cure yourself of the plague, is to stick your hand into the darkness, pull the plug, and let the darkness, the unknown, drain. But, who knows what one might find waiting for them in the darkness. September 13th, 1996. 3 p.m. Merle's shut-eye. All of you have just finished kicking down the door, breaking a wooden chair. And now you're looking out into the hallway. Behind you, John Green. You have just opened the door into the bathroom. And inside, you see a lifeless corpse floating in a bathtub filled with water and blood. The two of you are in a room, clothes strewn about in the walls, takeout containers all over, a laptop surrounded by notes on the bed, ripped towels that were taped on the walls, now ripped off by John Green. What do you guys do in this scenario? Um, do I see any cutting implement in the bathroom? Not where you're at. Now, the bathtub is freestanding. It is oh, not okay. against the wall. Okay. I am going to check his temperature to try and, like, figure out how long he's been dead, maybe? Do we have a thermometer? No. <laughs> you want to just go up and, like, check with the back of your hand? Yeah, I guess I'll do that to see if it's been, if it was like recent or not. Okay, do you have a I have first aid. First aid? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and roll on that? 44 over 30. 44 over 30. Yes. Critical failure. 
as you step up to the body to test it, Olive, what are you up to right now? I am looking around in the hallway to see if I can, I don't know, see anyone who might have put a chair under the doorknob? There doesn't seem to be anyone or any trace of anyone out in the hallway. I don't hear any, like, running footsteps or anything. Nothing of the sort. Is... What's-her-face's door still closed? Yes, it seems to be in the same condition you left it. Jane Allen is presumably still hiding away, maybe eating what remains. Uh, Not seeing anything, I'm going to go into the bathroom with John. As you begin to step in the bathroom, you see the dead, semi-bloated corpse. Could you make a sanity roll? 22 under 90. All right. Oh, sorry, under 89, but... It's not the first corpse you've seen. You walk in. As you're stepping in, though, you hear the sound of the shoe squeaking against the water as John's hand goes from the victim's head deep into the tub with a critical failure. Um, so I'm guessing he slipped. Yes, you slip. Oh, uh, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, I'm just going to pull the plug, I guess. Since now I'm here to drain the water. Tampering with a crime scene. I'll put it back. <laughs> you start draining <laughs> it. As you put it back, you feel something brush against your hand. Like what kind of sensation? Like something slimy rolling against the back of your hand. Um, would you make a dodge roll? <gasps> okay. 50-50. You pull your hand back out of the water. Um, Blood and water splashes against you. What is everyone's dexterity scores? 14. 14. You both have 14? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I touched something by accident or or maybe there's something else in the tub. Uh, uh, what do you mean? I mean, I touched something and I'm not entirely sure what it is. Uh, it felt like something slimy, but I feel like it could potentially be a lot of things. Do we have a, a stick? I think you have your 2x4 with you, don't you? I do. Uh, I assume so. Should, should I try and poke it with a stick? Before you do that, I'd like to shine my flashlight in the tub water. Oh, that's right. Is it still dark in here? Yes. Okay. The flashlight comes on. There is far too much blood Dang to it. really see through the tub. Too viscous. Will you make an alertness check for me? 58. Over 50. Okay. Really hard to see through the blood. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Okay. So I'm thinking we should probably leave, lock up the room, because I still have the key, and we will check back with the others. Yeah, that sounds like a plan to me. Okay. They, need, they should probably take a look in here, too. Yeah, and I think we should probably try and make it quick. Yep, yep, yep. As you both look in there, think better of investigating alone, you turn away to leave. Jack, will you roll alertness? Oh my gosh. Abby, you too. Get get ready for a crit fail. Don't say that. No, for me. 31 over 20. 11 under 50. Oh wow. It's a critical success. You hear something plopping out of the water and are able to act as you see, turning around, a uh, head-sized gray form 
it's like a ball, but it's viscous and liquid, but keep holding together, kind of like a slime of sorts. But on it is like a sheen of oil mixed with water. As it looks like it is leaping towards John Green, I will allow you an action. I'm going to shove John out of the way. Okay. What I'm going to do for that is I'm going to give John a plus 20% to his dodge roll. John, will you make a dodge roll against this creature? 25 under 70. 31 under. So it hits you. And again, with opposed rolls, if you both succeed, whoever rolled the highest and still succeeded wins the conflict. Oh. So, Jack, this thing, as she's pushing you out of the way, latches onto your hand. And you take, oh my goodness, six points of <gasps> damage. Jack, what is your max HP? Eleven. Eleven. Oh. And you took six. I'm fragile. Now, in this game, if you take half of your HP at once, you become stunned. So you'll be unable to do anything but roll constitution at the beginning of each of your turns. To become unstunned? Yes. Gotcha. So this thing, you feel like the burning, and it's almost like a fire, but also like teeth against your hand, and you start feeling it getting through your skin. Yeah. And I'd like you also, both of you, to roll um, sanity checks, seeing this thing burst out of the water at you. 62 under 89. Uh, 50-50. Both of you lose one sanity point. Jack, you're gonna lose four sanity. However... I'd like to take this opportunity to talk about how you can reduce your sanity loss. You can choose to roll a d4 and reduce how much sanity you take and the willpower points you currently have, as well as a bond, if you want to do that. Or you can just take the four sanity level. I will roll a d4. Four. So you take no sanity loss. However, you do lose four willpower points and four to one of your bonds. Which bond of yours has you chosen to harm the relationship with my ex-wife oh all right so how do you mentally project this insanity that you're witnessing onto your thoughts of your ex-wife as this thing is leaping out of him he's having this kind of like life flashing before his eyes moments and so he's kind of like thinking about like his past failed marriage and so he's just kind of just projecting all of this like kind of fear and pain he's now experiencing kind of onto her. Alright. Well, with the way that the combat order has turned, because uh, Abby making that critical success, you are stunned. So on your turn, Green, I would like you to roll Constitution. So you're just going to roll against your Constitution score. 63 over 60. Okay, so you are still stunned, taken aback by this thing now fully covering your hand you can't even see your hand now which brings it back around to olive's turn olive as you lost that point of sanity watching this whole thing happen how is your how are what's going through your mind right now during all of this what the heck is that i feel like that's a normal reaction yeah 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 Yeah, i think so so this thing is still attached to john's hands yes can i try and pull it off of his hand uh, you can try. You're looking at it right now. There's, like, blood starting to pour out of it. Of the blob or where it's attached to his hand? Where, like, well, the blob is covering his hand completely, and it's seeping out of the blob. The blood is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and pull this overgrown tick. 
off of yeah. John's hands. I think if that, I can. That sounds grosser than a blob. I mean, it's got the look of an overgrown tick, that's for sure. I'll have you roll athletics, and I'll have it roll athletics, yeah. Five under 50. Five under 50. Mm-hmm. It does not come off. Gosh. Okay. It moves on to the thing's turn. Sayonara. It bites down, or whatever it does to you, again, as you feel it continuing down, and you're starting to lose feeling in all your entire hand. That makes sense. Would you like to roll yes. constitution again to see if you're still stunned? 45 under 60. All right. You are no longer stunned. So do I get an action, or is that my turn? It says at the beginning of your turn. I'm going to say you get a turn. I'm just going to start wailing it against the wall. Oh. All right. All right. Yeah. Make um, you want to roll unarmed combat. It's going to spend its turn trying to dodge. 28 under 40. All right. Uh, will you roll 1d4 damage? 1 as you successfully slam it against the wall. One damage. You hit it against the wall and, like, pull it off. It doesn't even leave any residue on the wall. Olive, it's your turn. I mean, I do have my gun out. Do it. But that, I mean, I, it, it risks shooting through your hand. Um, I think my hand's already gone. Are you sure? I feel pretty confident. Marine, you see her looking to her gun. Uh, oh, and I look at her and I go, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it! Okay, then I'm, I'll shoot it. All right, you draw your gun, and then you'll roll firearms. 28 under 40. It's a D8. Go ahead and roll. Seven. Seven points of damage. Your bullet shoots into it. The bullet comes out the other side of the creature by its lonesome, not even bringing any debris with it as it goes into the wall. And John Green's ears are ringing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The bullet sort of hit it and like sunk into it like at high speeds and then just sunk out on the other end. Covered in blood. Okay. Does it look affected at all? It looks to be fully formed still. I don't like it. John Green, as it seems to be moving into where your head was. Oh, gosh. Would you like to attempt to fight back or dodge? How do I dodge something that's... Like shake it off. Oh. Or an attempt to shake it off. Oh, you well, can fight well, back to try and hit it like you did against the wall. Well, I already tried that, so I'm going to try and shake it off. Could you, like, try and, like, pull it off with your other I hand and, like, really pull it out? I don't really want to touch it with another hand. It's like a Chinese hand trap. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna summon the power of Tay-Tay and shake it off. Okay. Well, I did try and pull the thing off your hand earlier. Did I touch it at all, or did it just... You did touch it. Okay, and it didn't attach itself to me. Well, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure my dodge is better. Go ahead and roll dodge. 22 under 50. That's a critical success, and because of that, you won the opposing check. Ha-ha. The thing, as it's starting to, like, enter your arm, after, like, with the bullet going through it, you're able to kind of, like, flick it, Mm -hmm. and it flies back against the wall off of your arm. As that thing flew off your hand, you just have some bones sticking out now. Like from where like it was attached? Like from the hand or like parts of it? Like your hand no longer has flesh over it. And Oh, the and, entire hand? Yeah, and about 50% of your bone is missing. And I do want both of you to roll sanity checks. I'm going to need to amputate it. 17 under 88. 44 over 41. Uh, Abby, you don't take any damage. John's going to go crazy. John, you take six sanity points of damage. Ooh. You can again try to project it. Let's destroy my relationship. 
Alright, so you roll a d4. Three. Three. So now you only take three sanity points of damage. Uh, one of your bonds is lowered by three, and your willpower points are lowered to three. A reminder, once you have one to two willpower, all things you try is at a minus 20 penalty. I'm currently at four. Oh my gosh. Um, and also, that brings me below the breaking point. So when you hit a breaking point, you begin to develop a what's called a disorder to help you cope with everything that's happening in your life and you're losing your sense of self and that will develop over hours or days it's not something that happens uh and the moment it does i start running i'm not even gonna look at my hand i'll just go run 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 run. you begin to run that was your turn was dodging okay oh does movement count as an action you can move and do other stuff so to dodge or to fight back you do that on its turn but you use up your action oh okay i'm gonna take off all right, you begin running. Do you want to shoot as we run? Is, can I do that? You can do easy tasks while running still. Is shooting an easy task? You would take a penalty to your shot, okay. but you could. Presumably, if you want to, you could grab green and pull him a little bit as you move. Yeah, I think I'm going to try and shoot it while we're or while I'm running out the door. Okay, you'll take a shot at a minus 20. Okay. So your score... It just takes what, it back down to basic. Yeah, so what's your firearms? 40, so with the 20 penalty, it'll just be the basic 20%. All right. That's a no. 56 over 20. You're real close to a crit fail, which you would not have wanted. No. All right, you were able to run out into the main room, but uh, on the other side of the bed. So you're able to get around all these clothes, that laptop, over the bed, towards the door, but you're not out of the motel. Out of the room, you out, mean? Of the, out of the motel room, yeah. Which means it goes back to its turn, and it begins to just not leap at Green, but instead just move for the door. And it, it zips past you, Green, into the main room, and it slips underneath the clothes. It is now your turn, Green. I feel like my only option is to run. At this point, yeah. Is there anything you're wanting to do while you run? I don't think so. Just get out of there. Yeah. I'm just going to run. Okay. All right. Because, I mean, like, what else can I do? Other than scream. Oh, he's doing that anyway. <laughs> so you could scream, you could grab something, you could knock something over. So I'm going to try and, like, grab, like, a soap bottle and throw it the other way into the room. It's probably not dumb. Like, as a, di- like as a diversion? As a diversion. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm going to run. You run. And I'm, by running, I'm more of, like, skipping. And you get out of the whole motel room into the hallway. Where's Olive? Is Olive still in the room? Yes. But she's almost out. I was doing something while I was running, so... I'm gonna take off my jacket. I guess with one arm. Okay. So you get out. Your jacket is now off. So as you move outside, Olive, I imagine you move out with him. Yes. And shut the door? Yep. Alright. The door is now shut. And there's like a pause... Nothing else seems to happen. I would like to, like, shove my jacket in the crack of the door. Blood is dripping. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, gonna to stagger over to our room. And you have how many hit points now? Uh, I'm at four. Out um, of? Eleven. Jeez. And I'm going to look for, like, uh, I don't know, like, a butcher's blade. <laughs> I have a bone hand. I feel like we need to stop the bleeding first. I feel like we kind of need... Okay, sure. So all of you just kind of usher him to the room to try and take care of the wound? Yeah. Do do either of you have medicine, or what's your first aid scores? Um, My first aid is 30. I have a 30 in first aid and a 20 in medicine. 
Do you want to roll that, Jack? Do you want to also roll? 38 over 30. Abby, what did... A 99. (laughs) (laughs) I might have killed you instead. You guys rush into your room, into one of your rooms, slamming the door behind you, throwing green onto the bed. Uh, what were you trying to do? Tourniquet, almost. You've not really messed with a bone hand before. Who has? And Green's trying to like aid you or give you some advice. And through all of that, things don't go great. And you end up breaking one of his fingers. Don't worry, it was a bone. And then, Jack, you take... Fingers? Yeah, one of your connected bone fingers. Oh, my good hand! Oh, wait, wait, connect. Oh, okay, so it hurts and breaks, um, and you take a hit point of damage. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm already like completely numbed out. I'm so sorry. Oh, you feel? Oh, you feel it? Can we just chop it off, please? No, I don't want to fail again. You only have three hit points, well, dude. I'm gonna try again. I'm assuming because I'm still bleeding out, right? I mean, I'm char- I'm, I'm pretty can- sure my character's not thinking straight, so I'm just gonna try again. You could also call nine one one, anything like that. We'd have to explain. Yeah. Yeah, it would be uh, How would not we easy. explain that? I think with both of you here trying, even with your hysterics, I'm going to give the plus 20 for both of you trying to do this together. Oh, well, that's a 39 under 50. Now, after that incident, the both of you calm yourselves down a bit, really focus hard on this, and you're able to get it under control where he's not going to bleed out. Right now, it's not as bad, but if it goes on much longer, the bone, you're going to just feel a consistent pain from that unless you find something to do with it. Can we stop by the drugstore? Because I actually do need pain meds. And tell them what? I broke my hand. I'm assuming it's like it's wrapped up and covered now. So we could just say that I broke my hand and kind of just... Are you gonna, Are you guys wanting to try to find a way to get... Remove the hand bone? I do, but I don't think Olive does. Could, I mean, my biggest concern is that we'll do that and you'll lose the rest of your hit points. Because it's it's you're going to take damage cutting off your hand. I think you guys could do it now and he wouldn't die, but it would be maybe, quote-unquote, better if he was up on some painkillers or something. Olive, you could run out and grab some pretty quick and come back leaving him here alone or you could maybe not do that and grab the stuff you need from your guys' rooms and head out what do you think I think whatever you think then let's grab what we need and get, I'm in, pretty the, sure and get John, in the van I'm pretty sure Thomas is quite delirious so we're gonna cut as you guys get in the car to a little bit outside of town I think and you guys have everything you need you have your drugs you have everything you kind of need to do this. And you're out ready to do it. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. How do you go about doing this? I need a saw. Oh, yeah, that could work. Well, if you, like, went across, like, the... The wrist. Yeah. All right. So, as you pull out your bone saw, <laughs> which would have been perhaps provided by Delta Green, his arm is there, and the two of you are a little trepidatious, but you start going... The camera starts pulling out from the two of you, looking off towards the town. We fade to black.
We fade back in from the darkness to see three figures in a dark records room. The lights just coming on. We see Sheriff Dan Oakley, Josiah Teal, and we see clutching his head, his ears, his hands cupped over them, Jack Gray, who pulls his hands off as he seems to be coming back into consciousness with blood on your hands telling you did what just happened was that real as you take three willpower damage with that sudden realization of this must have been real would you roll sanity 88 over 59 oh no oh, that's a that's a crit fail <sighs> you lose eight oh. sanity uh, do you want to try to project a d4 of that onto a bond and lose willpower points? I'm going to try and repress it. All right, so roll 1d4, and that's how much you're going to repress and project. You project it onto a bond of yours. Two. Two. So instead of taking eight, you take six sanity damage. You lose two willpower points because you rolled a two on the 1d4. And what bond is taking into damage? That would be my assistant. As he lowers his hands and he sees the blood on them, you can just see the him just start shaking and shuddering and just the wide-eyed panic of what he just saw and that that, that that it was it was real and the the images of his of his of his boss of his superior. It's just this flashing over and over again in his head. He just he sees him again as as it was when he was back in the office still working but but, but as it as that happens he the, the, the face starts changing he he just suddenly starts seeing a, a, a replacement of of his assistant and his assistant is is also typing and then he he, he comes up he sits up or stands up and he, he looks over and his assistant is like just constantly piling work onto his boss's desk it's just giving him more and more stuff like no matter how haggard he was starting to get, he just kept going, kept giving it, kept giving it to him. And the, the, he couldn't move, he couldn't stop it, he couldn't just say, no, don't do not do that, can't you see he's already overworked? Can't you see, as it slowly just starts fading away in, in, in echoing of paper hitting desk, paper hitting desk, and the clack and clack of keys. As that imagery is fading from you, the light begins flickering, pretty quickly and then comes on brighter than it was before lighting the records room fully teal you see jack kind of kind of freezing up there hey, agent gray are you oh are you okay what's going on just just, just, just stop it uh, just, just stop it i'm gonna walk up grab his shoulder and be like, hey snap out of it what's going on like <sighs> shake him uh, uh, you, uh, do i see the blood yeah, like there's a bit of blood dripping out of one of his ears. It's kind of starting to dry, but there's like a little bit still kind of drip dropping. Oh, whoa, uh, uh, Sheriff, do you have um, a, a paper towel or tissue or uh, oh. a medical kit? What? Um, oh, oh, um, <laughs> like I got this handkerchief. W- would you mind if we? Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, how important is this to you? It's a, just just a handkerchief. Can I tear it? Yeah, right. I guess. I'm gonna tear it in half, and like one for each ear. And hand it to him. And he slowly just grabs them. Kind of, doesn't even go to the ears. He just starts wiping his hands, like robotically, like or or more manically. Um, well, I can go get more towels. 
if you don't mind. No, hey, sure. Th- those are for. We can clean your hands later. We need to help prevent the bleeding. He he didn't make it. He was overworked. He, he, he couldn't. He, he couldn't keep up. He, he should have went on vacation. I mean, we're all overworked. I don't know what. No! Don't you see? He just grabs you suddenly by the shoulders. Don't you see? He couldn't take it. Uh, Logan, I'm gonna need you to let go of me. I think you forget I am an actual agent. And you are an Apple employee. Josiah. Teal. Mm-hmm. Well, you're looking at him, and you're very close. Will you go ahead and make a sanity check seeing him being so affected by just something like this? Uh, 34 under 70. You're fine. You're able to just kind of like, okay. You're able to get control of the situation and for yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. Now. Do we need to get you some water? What, what do we need? You need to calm down. I, when he asks that, you're kind of, this that ringing kind of buzzing starts to fade away from you, and you're starting to kind of come fully back out of it. Like right when you said his real name, you can see the, the thought is coming back into his eyes. Like he's he's not far away. He's slowly coming into the present and focus is coming back into his eyes as he becomes more cognizant of where he is and that you're there. Sorry. And he, he kind of looks around. Did, did the lights go out? or The lights weren't on. They We just got to look. We can talk about what happened to you later. All right, I think I hear the sheriff coming. He... Uh, yeah. And and then he kind of comes somewhat aware of, he said something about blood, blood, ears, touches it, feels the dried, and it's like, starts cleaning that, and like, um, yeah, um. If he asks, you have a pre-existing condition, that happens sometimes. Okay, I'm okay now. As you say that, the big heavy door opens up, and in comes the sheriff with like a bottle of water and a roll of paper towels um thank you sheriff uh i'm sorry i um old uh injury um back from high school uh had a concussion it can kind of pop up every now and again i i don't that's okay i mean this stuff happens sometimes it's not always right something crazy sometimes it just happens you know yeah of course Uh, i I appreciate it and i take the water and take the a huge gulp. Yep. Well, he motions to the room. This is the records room, so uh, have at it, I guess. I don't know quite what you're looking for here, but... Uh, How is the records room uh, situated? What's it look like? Uh, there's like a lot of... Well, like on one side to your right is like a bunch of card catalogs set up where you can flow through to find records and stuff. And then there's like a couple of aisles of shelving uh, that contains boxes of records going back like the 1800s. What's your criminology? 50. Um, go ahead and make a roll for that. That's okay. going to be just speed. You're used to case files. You're used to things like this. 
For my criminology roll, I rolled a 19 under 50. Okay. Yeah, so it'll take, I say, about an hour to probably get the kind of information you're looking for. Gray, what exactly are you looking for in the records room when you're going through? Gray would be looking for, honestly, specifically, he would actually be looking for taxes. I'd say about in the same time. You can pull up about all the information you might need. About 30 minutes into this, the sheriff kind of stands up and he's like, well, I trust you boys in here. I'm going to head out. I can't spend too much time in a dark room like this. I got things I need to do. We understand, Sheriff. Thank you kindly for getting us in here. Yeah, not a not a problem. Just let me know if uh, you need anything else. You'll be the first one we call, Sheriff. Thanks. Thanks. And he uh, makes his way out. So you find Gray looking through all the tax records and such that um, it wasn't and it hasn't been tax season in September. There's no record about that at any point in time. Any Anything that could refer to it? Anything that could imply something? No, you are 100% confident that it's not tax season. Nothing municipal? No. Looking through the records, about five years ago, there was, it seemed kind of like it kind of spiked a bit, like early, about the turn of the decade, there was maybe like six or seven missing persons reports that year. Uh, But about a year ago, there really weren't any but there's only been about three one was uh jane allen reported and one was billy spivy reported being missing what was the third the third was phineas tribal there's a mark in his that said thought to be missing uh one week later discovered in st louis and it's got a whole lot of information like that guy moved out got a place in the st louis He's okay, just kind of so living his own like life. Missing, missing. He just like ran away from his. Yeah. Yeah, he ran away. But he was. By the time they found him, he was old enough. They couldn't really yeah. pursue. Technically, he was of the legal age that so he could leave. After finding out. After not finding actually any mention of anything municipally talking about tax season and going through several books through, through multiple years, if not decades, anything in the later years. In, in like in the last two, three years? Anything odd? Yeah, anything odd that stands out? No, it looks like it's been all done before the regular time it needs to be done by. And that time is not September. He carefully puts those particular books up, um, which I'm guessing are uh, would be like county um, bookkeeping municipal books. What else is in there aside from those? Aside from tax records? Or, or, yeah, just municipal books in general. What are you interested in? If I can make a suggestion, mm. if what, because there are two churches in town, um, one of them has a really weird name. If we can, like, look up when businesses and nonprofits like churches moved into the town and how long they've been here and, like, historic records of that matter. How many businesses were being bought up by Mr. Oh, Merle? Merle. That's a good, yeah. And all the past. Alderman. Alderman. Mm-hmm. How many? Oh, just stuff about the past Alderman? I want to see who's been Alderman for the past several years. Oh, okay. So... Because if there's no tax season, then what are the Aldermen doing? Well, you did find some recent tax stuff, so presumably they've been doing the actual taxes. But what are they doing right now? Right. Um, Looking into the Alderman, 
They're just a bunch of names you don't really recognize until slowly current aldermen start taking their positions. And then the last big change was when Richard Dragon stepped down and moved out of town. Richard Dragon? Yeah, that came up last session. I remember that. He was told that he retired and then left. How long had he been an alderman? Oh, he had been an alderman about 24 years. That'd be four terms? Yeah, he served four terms before heading out. Um, While you're looking for information about the churches. And Ann Murphy. Right, Merle, it's Merle. I'm assuming the same general. Right, yeah. So while you're grabbing all those, um, Jane Allen's disappearance report is pretty bland. It just kind of talks about, like, Nancy Allen came in very irate. We didn't have much going on, so we went ahead and started looking into it a bit. But she, Jane Allen came back at about 4 a.m. Does it say where she went? or? Um, no, it says Jane Allen couldn't um, seem to remember where she was or when she left. They're not sure why. It could just be that she just doesn't want to tell them, doesn't want to tell her mom, doesn't want to tell the cops. They didn't really press for it because it's just a missing persons and she's back. So it looked like they were pretty quick to just want to just tie it up and close the case. And is the Billy Spivy case, is that the one we're investigating or is that the one prior? It would be the prior. It would be when he disappeared for two days and then came back. Okay, so it's the one we're investigating. But it, yeah. yeah. Not him going to murder a gas station person, but yeah. him disappearing. All right. It's the same stuff. Kid came back after a certain amount of time. Claims he couldn't remember where he went or what happened, and like he a second went by, but he was back. That's about all that's there. Gray looking through Merle's. It looks like Merle had started and owned all of those businesses before becoming an alderman of the board. He started them up kind of one at a time, filling in needs or when someone would get too old and then sell their business to him, and he would buy it, rebrand it. And while you're doing that, uh, you guys, you're just kind of in the dead silence. We hear the ticking of like a fly hitting against the light that's there. And the heavy wooden door starts opening. In walks a man kind of thin in a nice suit. And you recognize this man as Thomas Allen. And he's coming in. He's got like a little lantern with him. He's like, oh, oh, um, hello. Well, what are you folks doing here in the records rooms? I thought this place was closed to the public. We're not the public. We have permission from the sheriff to be here. Oh, Dan sent you over here. That's nice of him. Mm. And your name, sir? Uh, uh, oh, my, uh, Thomas. Thomas Allen. Thomas Allen. Yes, I'm, uh, I work here. Just coming for a couple of old records. Um, uh, who are you? Fighting folks here. Friends of Dan's. On one way or another, uh, we actually have an appointment to talk with you. Would you mind if we sped that up right now since you're here? Well, I I guess so. You're welcome to talk to me while I'm looking for some of the stuff, I guess. Um, Well, uh, then allow us to make our introductions, uh, Mr. Allen. My name is Special Agent Jack Gray. This is Special Agent uh, Teal. Oh, Special Agents. That's exciting. Where are you from? What do you do? We're from the FBI, sir. Ah, and he's, like, talking while he's, like, going into one of the far back corners of the room with his lantern where the light headlight doesn't quite, like, fully light up over. I'm going to position myself basically in front of the doors to leave. 
Okay. And Jack's going to go to the same aisle that he's in. Not quite follow him, but where he can watch right. what he's doing. Oh, well, you're talking. Yeah, so. we're talking. We're here to uh, investigate uh, Billy Spivy, sir. Oh, what? What happened to Billy? He's such a nice kid. And he, like, pulls open a box and starts flipping through stuff. When was the last time you were home, Mr. Allen? Oh, I swung by for a few more things last week. Um, Wednesday, I think. We've been really busy here, you know, tax season. Yeah, he uh, seemed to have gotten himself in a little bit of uh, trouble. Fortunately, it, it caught our eye. I see. Um, uh, Jane wasn't involved in any of this uh, trouble, was she? Uh, no, sir. We, uh... We have no reason right now to suspect that your daughter is in any trouble. Um, however, we would like to talk to her. Do you know where she's at? I imagine she's at home with Nancy. Have you stopped by there yet? We may have uh, swung by there. We were really hoping to talk with you. Well, uh, but I'm you here. weren't home. Uh, she's not there currently. We were hoping you would know more. About Jane or Billy? Well, both but mainly Jane. I've been so busy lately, I've barely even seen anyone outside of the other aldermen, of course, and Regina. You uh, often spend such long times away from home, sir? Only during tax season. Oh, uh, how long is tax season around here? Oh, boy. Some, some, You know, some years we're able to get it in about a week. Sometimes it takes about a month, month and a half. Really? All those calculations putting everything together? Yeah, it really depends on how much uh, through traffic we've gotten in the season. We get some some seasons people are coming like whole avalanches through town, but some some mm-hmm. seasons some seasons people don't really come by. Really, go different ways. How about this season? Oh, uh, this season, oh, uh, we've been fairly busy. I, I imagine if you've been by the diner and stuff, there's plenty of people. Oh, so one of those busy, busy, extra busy tax seasons for you? Yeah, it's been pretty busy. Not, I mean, we've had worse, but uh, it's it's not too bad. Is there a particular year that sticks in your mind, sir? He, he, he asked with a chuckle. Uh, I feel like maybe it's just because it was my first year, but my first year, I felt pretty rough. Felt like we were there for months. Well, at least that's how Nancy would put it. I think we were really only there for five weeks or so. Well, what what was his first year? Um, Since I actually know what that about is. About ten years ago. Ten years ago. He's in his second term. You think uh, that uh, show sticking around has anything to do with how busy you guys are? Show? Uh, remind me, Sam, what is an alderman's job? They are... <laughs> they're second to the mayor. Okay, so they should know what's going on in their town. Presumably. Everyone seems to be implying that they've just been holed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we've been doing our, our uh, investigation, we noticed there's this... What 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 would you say that is, Teal? Some UFO-type show or something, what it was? Ugh. Yeah. UFOs. I'm glad I haven't spoken to them. Golly, I bet they're as bad as that Scott Adams. Uh, Scott Adams go on about that stuff? All the time. He just came in one day out of nowhere, talking up everyone he possibly could. God, drove us all insane, really. He kept making appointments every day. Ugh, my goodness. Getting really slowed down our work. When you say came in, do you mean came into the town or came into your office? Uh, the town. I mean, he's been in my office a couple of times, too, but uh, he just rolled into town one day for his newsletter, he was saying. Watching the skies, is what he called it. Oh, how, how long ago was that, exactly? Uh, last time I spoke to him was about six days ago, I think. I, I don't think he's made any more appointments since then. I assume he's left. Right. 
Finding what you need, by the way. Oh, yeah. He, like, motions to a couple of folders he's got. See if he can't, like, see what he's picking up. I, I, I am, like... Would you like to roll awareness or search? Yeah, sure. You mean alertness? Yes. Yeah. I'd rather take alertness. Yeah, go for it. 65 over 40. Uh, Yeah, it's just folders. You're not sure if there's any rhyme or reason to it. Can I get... Uh, feeling on him like obviously he's busy like that's the vibe he's putting off but does he seem like sedated like his wife or the cop or no he just seems very focused and like he's not putting much attention on anything else this may be a uh, kind of a dumb question and forgive me if it is but does it really take all all you aldermen to do taxes I mean I i I feel like there should be, like, I don't know, accountants or, or whatnot, or at least some people take care of the everyday running of the show or the uh, town. We're a pretty small town, and, uh, you know, it's kind of just been this way for a while. Um, we don't get a lot of people who stay who can do that sort of stuff. But, you know, we're not only doing taxes when we're here. We're, we still have other things to maintain and do. Just taxes are our main focus of the time. Gotcha. Uh, we don't just shove off everything else that we do. That'd be a little... Well, that, uh, we would need a lot more employees yeah. to cover for us. Kind of like uh, that that young man Reggie out there, wasn't his name? Regina. Regi- oh, Regina. Oh, Regina. yeah. He uh, he runs a lot of things. He kind of takes care of a lot of the front of house type of work. Good kid. So a good lot kid. of us can get back of house we, stuff. He, he, he's the one we made the appointment with you with. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. If I can ask, and then, uh, I do apologize, I'm not too familiar with what all the men do aside from taxes what do you what do you handle oh well you know we take care of and he kind of just goes into like a almost like information dump of just like we do this we do that we do that you know and you're uh, a farmer right uh, i used to have a lot more time for that i still try when i can i don't know if i'm gonna be able to keep doing it i might need to start hiring farmhands to take care of that for us because nancy's not too involved in that stuff she does a bit in the garden what uh, what crop you bringing this year? Well, the garden brought a lot of stuff. We tried out some pumpkins this year. We had some corn. But we got that harvested. We we don't do a lot. We just do enough to get us by for a, a few months, so we don't have to keep spending all that money on groceries. Uh, we were at the Spivy residence, and uh, I noticed that uh, they haven't harvested their uh, yield yet. Do you know what could cause that? I don't know. Honestly, I haven't been able to pay much attention to it. Maybe rich hurt himself wasn't able to finish or maybe he's uh, got other plans for it i'm not too sure maybe he might be turning into a cornfield or something little maze could be could be um yeah, maybe he'll uh get some uh crop circles and share with that uh, tv show you just talked about <laughs> well that'd be interesting Mr. Teal, do you uh, have any more questions, perhaps? I have a one or two here. Uh, I'll try not to make this uh, faster. Has your wife hurt herself at all anytime soon or recently? Or uh, she hasn't told me anything. If she has, um, is she all right? Oh, she was fine. She was. I was just curious there. Um, she was her same old self last time I saw her, which was last week. It was brief. It was brief, but uh, I got to check in. Check in, huh? and she was she was doing good then. You know, pretty energetic. Yeah, she seemed to be doing fine. Well, we don't want to keep you too long. We got a meeting set up with you, so we'll we'll come back tomorrow and ask some more questions. I'm sure. Sure, yeah. And let me. Uh, you, you need help carrying anything? Oh no, I got it all here in my briefcase. Oh, one more thing, Mister uh, Allen. Um, if you do see your daughter or she reaches out, could you please direct her to the sheriff? And we would like to talk to her. Uh, sure, I will. She's not in any trouble. Uh, well, just 
part of the investigation. No, that's fine. I really don't imagine she will reach out to me. I'm, I, I'm not her favorite person in the world. Well, uh, you know, just in case. Um, sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, busy trying to make sure everything is provided for and that they've got the money they need. And sometimes they have to sacrifice a little time. A little bit of time. Well, that, that, that is a shame, but I understand wanting to provide for your daughter. Uh, I understand she's very intelligent. That's, yes. Yes. Um, she goes to a lot of conferences and seems involved in a lot of stuff. She's already... Boy, I feel like she's almost already probably got a first semester of college in her belt. She hasn't even finished high school. You know where she uh, picked up on that stuff? Like, from your side of the family, perhaps, eh? And he kind of shoulders him a little bit. <laughs> I like numbers, but uh, you start putting letters in there, and I, that's just a little beyond me. <laughs> Speaking of um, them kids, and this will be the last question from me, I promise. There. And this is something an alderman should know. That, do you know... Um, if the kids are doing any, like, festivals or doing anything they shouldn't up at the reservoir involving lights or lanterns or... Nothing I know of. I don't even remember the last time I've been up there, you know. Yeah, we heard it was a town tradition for all the kids to go up there. Uh, yeah, if, if things haven't changed, I'm sure they're still doing things that they shouldn't, like drink alcohol when they're too young and party. It hasn't ever really been too bad, not that I've heard. Oh, of course not, um... Well, Mr. Allen, thank you very, very much for your time. We'll uh, we'll clean up, and I motion to the books that I we have uh, kind of on the table or something. Uh, just you know, random random things. It's like, well, we'll uh, we won't stay here too much longer. We I think we found pretty much all the information we we would need. Unfortunately, not too much. You know, records are records. <laughs> of course. Uh, Mr. Allen, we'll let you get back to your uh, your uh, tax season. Yeah, your taxes. I, I can hear the others already calling for me, so. I should... Head on out. Let me get the door for you, and I open up the door. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Once he's gone and out of earshot, I think we may need to make a visit back to Mrs. Spivy. think we need to make a visit back to that corner. As I go back to that same corner he was at. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, What's back there? I'm assuming I probably haven't been back there. You, you were Just right by Just a lot him. of random stuff. Anything in, like, the boxes he was looking through, filing cabinets? Um, so t- if you were to take time and do this with your bureaucracy and such... This is like the way he was taking things. You don't really see how there's any connection between things he was grabbing. Ah, uh, gotcha. As if it were just a random assortment. Unless they have something very specific they're looking for, it feels very just is there random. Cameras? No. No cameras? Not in the record room. It's too dark and not well laid out. Gotcha. After kind of just perusing that a little bit, uh, Mr. Teal, I think we should call it a day here. I, th- I thought that was the plan. Let's go uh, get something to eat, he says a little loudly. Or maybe we should uh, meet up with the others. What time is it? It is almost five. Yeah, well, we were going to meet up with them anyway, I think, at the diner. So yeah. Might as well. Let's go do that. Yeah. He uh, opens the door and just kind of like start going out and go out back through to the vehicle. What are your guys' alertness scores? 40. 50. Teal, you see when you're stepping out of the building... A little bit out of town is the other FBI vehicle, just parked in like a field. Uh, I, I tap mm-hmm. your shoulder, and sort of like, not dramatically pointing, mm-hmm. but like gesturing, like take I, a peek. I look way. over. Is that what I think it is? Yep. <sighs> Real quick, we'll drive over there because that's not right. Uh, yep. Let me fill you on some things. Yeah. We get in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. It struggles to start again, but after about the fourth try, it goes. 
I'll start driving that way. There is no tax season in September. You don't say. <laughs> There's nothing in the record books talking about anything municipal. Do you find it weird that everyone except for Mrs. Spivy that we've talked to so far, and the sheriff, of course, has no idea about the murder that took place or about what's going on in the town? Nobody's mentioned a thing. Nobody's noticed that Richard's been missing. Mm-hmm. They know about the Spivy boy, but that's about it. Mr. Allen, I don't know what he was looking for, but I can't make heads or tails of any of the places he was looking for stuff. I don't think he was down here to get anything. We should have grabbed the cards of what he grabbed. Maybe we could have figured it out. I think he was sent down to look at what we were looking at. I could believe that. Maybe Reggie got a little nervous. Aren't they them cameras, too? That's true. Maybe the sheriff tipped him off. I don't know if the sheriff did or if they just saw it. He was acting weird, right? <sighs> it wasn't the same. It was pretty laid back's not the right word. Ah, uh, laid back. He was pretty brash and bullheaded. And right. Complete opposite today. Kind of what I expected, but you're right. He wasn't. He was not the same. I don't. I don't know what's going on with that. I think we need to talk to a random, just some random person on the street. Just anyone. Anyone. Just any. See what they know about the area. See what's going. See if they know anything about the Spivy Boy. See. Is there, if, is there any out of town license plates? Oh, not out of town. Not. It's, it's, it has to be from in town. In town. Well, well, uh, let's. Um, just someone not connected to the case. Hmm. Get some gossip. With the way you guys are driving to the mm-hmm. field. You're not going to run into anyone like that that you'd want to stop to talk to because you're going kind of out of town. That, um, I couldn't find any any good uh, notes. Like, the businesses seem pretty. Uh, Merle, he's a head alderman. He's been the head alderman for... Well, he's he's been the head alderman for about four years. Four years. So his first term, or Liz Lave's term, um, the previous head alderman retired after about four terms total. And all, all the current ones have been just kind of trickling in. You mentioned in uh, not finding any good notes, Jane's disappearance file. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to Billy's. Really? She disappeared, showed up 4 a.m. in the morning, and she either lied to the police or had no recollection. Not sure which one. We'd have to talk to her to know where she was, when she disappeared, nothing. Interesting. And they And they're the recent ones? Recent missing people? Mm-hmm. There are three. Her, Billy, and then some other person. He didn't, He was found in a different city. He just ran away. Hmm. Why would he run away? Family trouble. This is a small town. True, but somebody who has no connection to the town may be willing to speak about it. I don't think it'd lead anywhere, so... Well, if we're going to get somebody in town before we see what's up with them, I better do now, but... The random person can wait. It, yeah, we it, need we need to see what's going on with them. Yeah, it takes about two seconds to find somebody random. Right. You guys are at the point now where you're pulling off of the road onto the field. As you're getting closer, you see, like a couple of the doors are just open. They don't look in sight, but then there's there's like a cluster of trees nearby where they parked, and then you guys get parked next to this vehicle. Is there any any sign of a struggle? No. There's a bag. Looks like some equipment you guys got from Delta Green, and it's been kind of just left open in the back seat, left seat, which has the door open. I'm going to cautiously go get that bag and put it in our vehicle. Okay. Lock it. You do so. Any footprints around or anything? Um, Yeah, the grass has been disturbed by, like, a person or two heading off to the trees. Any specific landmark that would, where, where they could be heading or? No, it's just a cluster of trees. Cluster of trees in the middle of a field? 
Yes, it's just a cluster of trees. It's like it's like the break of the field. The field goes up to the line of trees. Oh, okay. They presumably went into those trees. With your alertness to yours, you can hear some talking. Does it sound like them? Yeah. Uh, one of them sounds deeply in pain. I'm going to, like I said, with my gun, I'm going to cautiously head that direction. And uh, Gray is going to follow you, but he's also going to pull out his and uh, kind of flank on one side. I would like to try to make a stealth on that. Sure. Uh, roll stealth. 91 over 10%. 98 over 50. <laughs> so neither of you are very stealthy as you approach, but they don't seem to stop or anything like that. As you guys kind of flank around where they're at, Green is laying against like a tree with his arm kind of out, like kind of stretched out against the ground. And you see Olive is pulling back a bone saw. And you see on the ground next to them about 50% of a boned hand laying on the ground. And we'll end it here tonight. What? What? Thank you for tuning into our program. If you haven't already, we encourage you to check out our weekly show, The Written and the Lost, a Pathfinder 2E actual play podcast. We'd also like to take this time to thank Arc Dream Publishing for the system and setting of Delta Green. And to John Scott Tynes and everyone else who worked diligently to give us this edition of Operation Convergence. Information on music used is found in the description. Thank you, and have an atomic time.